you have to realize none of this is yours. It's all God's. You are managing it for him. That is first and foremost, so that you understand the parable of that he gives the three coins to, and it, one went and planted it, one, you know, invested it, made a little bit, and the other actually, you know, so it's a, but, so he, God wants you to invest the resources that he has for you. And then the second is to actually take some action, because that's the other thing, fight through the fears and actually take some action. And that's how you're going to make progress, because so many people let the fear keep them from doing anything. And, and don't be afraid of failure. You may fail on some of them, but you have to take action to go or else you'll never know what you're really capable of doing. Hey, welcome everybody back to the Kingdom REI podcast. I'm your host, Ellis Hammond, and this is the show where I get the privilege to interview just amazing kingdom-minded leaders who are in the real estate investing space. And today is no different. I'm really, really excited to introduce everybody to Carrie and Bonnie Staples, the, the founders, co-founders, and leaders of Staples Multifamily, a very experienced multifamily firm with a lot of experience. And, and this is gonna be a great episode. If you're new to multifamily, or maybe a lot of you are experienced multifamily operators and you're in the industry and you're trying to figure out how do we operate deals and how do we hang on to deals and all the things going on, you're gonna get you know someone or really two people that are in the trenches, you know, and, and where else to get where else to get advice from, where else to get feedback from, where else to get confidence from than someone who's right there alongside of you in the trenches. So without further ado, Carrie and Bonnie, welcome to the show. Hey, we're glad to be here. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for having us, Ellis. Yeah, yeah. So um we'll we'll get into the episode here and kind of start and get some of these these hot hitting questions that I got prepared for you. But first, will you just tell our audience a little bit about uh, y'all's journey into multifamily? We'd love to hear a little bit about kind of how y'all got started and and even what's it like as a couple in multifamily? I find that pretty interesting. That, that is a question we get quite often. How do we work together? So yeah, so our story actually started when we were actually working with corporate America. So I um, worked at um, in wealth management for 33 years. And I like to tell people I started when I was three, you know, so um, and then Carrie was uh, in IT. We had done the things that everybody tells you to do, you know, study hard, get a good job, invest in your 401k. And one morning, uh, because of the firm that I was with in wealth management, I woke up and I lost half of my 401k in an instant and with out of no control of my own. That was our first, you know, big wake up call to go, what just happened here? You know, so we were on this plan and all of a sudden our plan just got ripped out the, uh, behind us. And so we did start rebuilding that and everything. And then uh, several years later, um, when Carrie got laid off after being with his corporate job for 18 years, you know, high, high performer. And after 18 years of being laid off, that's when we just went, okay, we can't just let ha this keep happening to us where we really have no say so on what's happening. And that's when we started exploring real estate only because we only knew that we could just do single family. We thought that we could only do single family, right? We didn't know any better. And we started doing single family. And uh, after a couple of years of that, we realized it was going to take a lot of single family <laughs> to replace our income. And then that's when we uh, then started exploring multifamily. Mm -hmm. yeah. Hey, buddy, let me ask you guys a question and, and to kind of dive into that a little bit more to, to, for those who are listening, because is, we're in a pivotal time right now where maybe mm -hmm. maybe this story is happening again to so many. And mm -hmm. for folks who are, who are 33, right, you know, to, to use that as the analogy, maybe feel like I'm so deep in my career or I've 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 
been doing the same thing for so long. How could I start over? How could I go do something else? Like, how could I ever get ahead if I went and pivoted like a complete pivot from corporate to real estate or whatever that is? Can you just talk about the conversation you two have between each other of like how you even had the confidence or the belief that you could catch up? I mean, because it's one thing, like if I could say this just directly to be 30 years old, let's say, you know, when I started, you know, came out as a missionary and now kind of looking to build a career. Some my peers are ahead, but like they're not that far ahead. You know what I mean? Like I can still catch them. Yeah. But to start, let's say in your 40s or 50s where folks are well into their career and then you're making a pivot. Can you talk about that? Like for someone who's who's at that stage in the mindset and the mental, like what was that conversation like and how'd you overcome that? For me, it was a bit of a shock that I got laid off. So that that was something that kind of jolted me because I, I, I put a lot of security and to be quite honest, you know, I got very complacent and comfortable in my job. So it it it, it forced me to say, hey, I've got to make a change and an action change now, whether it go find another job or do something else. And I did go find another IT job because I was not so adamant that I could I could do real estate either at that point. Right. So I was like, hey, let me go get another job and then we'll start working on real estate in the process. So I went and found another job at McAfee uh, at the time. And it was a blessing in disguise because they had given me a severance. So the severance they had, I had got another job before that severance uh, got used up. So it was a bon I got a bonus to go find another job and make roughly the same amount of money, which was good. But at that point, we were like, okay, now I'm in this position, but I don't, we don't, we know, you know, these companies could lay me off again or, or lay Bonnie off at this point, right? When there's cuts. So we said, let's start doing what we know we can do. And we started doing single family homes. And we ended up, we took our first two homes that we had that when we got married, uh, as a blended family uh, and took those homes, rented those. And then we bought an additional three. And then that's when, you know, Bonnie was going, you know, man, we've, we've got five homes now and, and we were making decent money. We were making probably $500 a month off of, off of each home, give or take. And it was just like, man, this is going to take a long time to actually replace our income to where we could not necessarily quit our jobs if we wanted. We could quit at that time. But, uh, you know, once we replaced our income, but it was just about it was going to take a long time to get there. So with all that being said, that's when we go, okay, let's switch over to multifamily. And we we had, you know, went to a bunch of different programs and figured out, you know, how to do it, learned how to go about doing that and the process of doing it. And then even after that, it still took us a good year and a half to be confident, comfortable, build the network up to to raise the money uh on that first deal. But that first raise was a a $1.2 million raise, which you know, today would be a very small raise. But at the time when we did it, it was very scary, right? We've never raised $1.2 million. So, but we did that in right. like two days and it was amazing. So, but yeah. I would like to just back up just a little bit and um, explain a little, some of the things that we did, right? Also, because of the situation that we were in and we were like, we don't want to be in this situation again. So we had to like start all over with our plan. You know, we all start a plan and we start, you know, running with that plan. And then sometimes we need to adjust that plan, you know. And so what Carrie and I did is we sat down and, and, and looked at everything that we had and said, okay, what can we do to, to catapult and make ourselves better in the future, right? So we had to take a step back, honestly, just had to stay, take a step back in our financial a small program. Yeah. I mean, we sold our home. 
so we had single families, right? So we sold our home that we had raised our children in. They, they now we were now empty nesters. And we're like, okay, we don't need this big old house. We moved into one of our rental homes, which was a nice rental home, but it wasn't our home. But we downsized there, right? So we did several things along the line, and, and we just made made those cuts that we needed to cut so that one of us could take the multifamily um reigns and that was ended up being me because I was in with because I was um in wealth management I had my FINRA licenses and so with all that the my company that I worked for of course didn't want me syndicating deals outside of selling what wealth management wants you to sell right so um so we made a determination that I'd be the one that ran started the multifamily side but with that we we took a step back and I left my job which was a very comfortable job, you know, like Carrie said, like we were very, um, been there for 33 years, never thought I would ever do anything else. And, um, and so we said, okay, what can we cut out? What are we going to change so that this doesn't happen to us again? And we have a little bit more, um, you know, control of what we're doing. And um, yeah, so I quit my job and, and then I started the multifamily side and um, we got our first deal, like Carrie said, after 18 months, of of working that field and then um and a couple of years later I was actually we were closing on our I think our fourth deal and I was you know doing all the stuff you have to do to close a deal right all by myself <laughs> and, and so finally I said uh it's time for you to quit your job and it's time to come in and join with me and at that point we had actually uh replaced both hired, of our incomes say so she hired you she hired yeah, that's right. she hired Well, it's, it's funny, uh, Ellis. I, I went because because my at the time I went back to IBM by that time because I was at McAfee. For she a make you interview for the job, by the way. No, she, she didn't make me interview. interview. <laughs> uh, I interviewed with somebody else. She wouldn't. I, she was the second interview. <laughs> but uh, the the funny thing is that, that IBM was laying off again at that time, and uh, I asked my boss. I said, "Hey, you can lay me off this time because then you know I'd have got you know <laughs> another severance." But uh, he wouldn't do it. So I ended up having to quit. Yeah. I think about that verse, you know, Luke, when he's, when Jesus talks about which of you desiring to build a tower does not first sit down and count the cost, you know, like, and and I feel like that's what you did. Right. And there's a cost to count in some of this. And um, I think that's wise counsel, you know, because it's not just that there is some of that. And to your point is, you reoriented, you reoriented your lifestyle and in a significant way cut your lifestyle probably, right? I would imagine you probably mm-hmm. cut yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. some conveniences in order to go do this. Yes. You know, it's interesting. Like I feel I'm in, we're in a similar season and I kind of share on this podcast a lot of what we're doing in life too. And we're, we're getting ready to move from California to go east we don't even know we just feel like we're called to an adventure and and we're ready to go on it you know we got young kids and we have the the ability to go do this um but you know a part of it is i feel like god's calling us both into some bigger things but you know we've lived in san diego california for so long and if you ain't lived in san diego california it's like the rest of the country but times 10 on how things have risen so fast in cost and so all of a sudden in two and a half years, our budget went from, you know, something normal to all of a sudden, without even realizing it, to be honest with you, like unreasonable. I mean, mm-hmm. li- literally, right? Where we, we're spending, our, our last dollar comes in, our last dollar goes out. It's like, how did we get here all of a sudden? Mm-hmm. And to your point, you know, I think we've 
and maybe it's because we're around folks like you to learn from is like, Hey, if we're, if we're really being led into a new season, it's not just like, okay, let's go. It's, it's also the practical is like, how do we position ourselves in a way to not have so much of a financial stress so that we can take more risk in other areas? Yeah. And I think that, you know what I mean? Like, is there anything you guys want to comment on that or someone thinking about that? Cause I think that's a big piece, you know? And I realized too, just the unspoken financial stress to be able to launch into a new venture if your lifestyle doesn't change. And I think yeah. that's a big one. Well, so one of the things that when, when Carrie was laid off and, you know, and again, he got a severance package of, you know, like six months of pay, but still that was a big, you know, that was hard on him, you know, to how did this yeah. just happen to you? Right. And, um, and, and the one thing that I would tell Carrie is I babe, and he said, well, hun, what if we have to go live by the river in a double wide? That's what he told me. What do we, ha- what if we have to go live mm. by the river in a double wide? And I said, babe, we don't need a double wide. We'll be fine in a single wide. We're fine. You know, so, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so you just have to put that perspective and, 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 and we so know, good. you know, it, it's hard when you're in the moment to, to see what, what God's plan is. But now when we look back at this, I mean, everything that happened was a blessing. It was a wake mm-hmm. up call for us. Mm-hmm. It shook us up. Yeah. It said, okay, you know, we're, we were counting on, we were putting all of our trust in corporate America. That's where our trust was. It, it wasn't really in God. It was like we had, we were in this great, great, uh, the great hands of corporate America. And when this happened, it's like, we really had to, you know, hand it all over to God and say, okay, Lord, what do you have in store for us? What are, what are you wanting us to do? Right. And so, and so that's, that's really sort of the the way we went. And then when we did get into multifamily, you know, we then also then sat down and said, okay, now if we get into this multifamily, what do we want to do here? What, what's, what's our bigger purpose here? Right. And so then that's where we came up with our motto of improving communities and connecting families. And, you know, so, and that has been so, um, it's, it's, it's served us very well, but it's also, it started with the heart of serving the communities and, um, and it continues with that. Right. So in what Carrie always says too, is he always says, you know, as long as we do what's right, the money's going to follow whatever we need or we're going to be provided for as long as we're doing what's right. You know, so that's what we continue to do um, in, in this adventure of, of multifamily and, and, and all the pivots that we've been throwing because we've been, been th- we've been doing this for nine years now, you know, so we've been through a, a few, a few turns and yeah. uh, this being one of the, the biggest ones, but yeah. Um, but just continue to do what's right. Even when things don't feel so right, you know, so, well, you know, for me, I, I think it's a couple of things. I think you, one, you have to realize none of this is yours. It's all God's. You are managing it for him. That is first and foremost, so that you understand and you can go, Hey, you know, you probably know the, the, the verse Ellis of, you know, the, the parable of that he gives the three coins to, and it, one went and planted it, one, you know, invested it, made a little bit and the other actually, you know, so it's a, but so he, God wants you to invest the resources that he has for you. And then the second is to actually take some action because that's the other thing, fight through the fears and actually take some action. And that's how you're going to make progress because so many people let the fear keep them from doing anything. And, and don't be afraid of failure. You may fail on some of them, but you have to take action to go or else you'll never know what you're really capable of doing. Well, and I think there's some practical wisdom in that too, of like you almost are to both of our points of like, we're kind of gearing up for a bigger season, but in order to do that, we have to kind of gear down in the sense of like, let's get to the, let like, let's get closer to the backstop 
So like, it's not like we we're you know, we're propping ourselves up and then something happens and we're, the, you know, the, the wind is taken out of our stomachs or the legs are kicked out from underneath. It's like, let's go ahead and kick the legs out from underneath us already. <laughs> you know, yeah. like yeah. we're literally going to go stay four weeks at our parents' house, you know, like, and then we're going to go stay four weeks in my brother's house. Why? So like, we just are padding. We're, we're building that padding and, you know, and so we're, we're doing that. But I think, I think there's some real practical wisdom in that because and especially when you think about fear, you make a good point is play that out. You know, I think to your point, a lot of people don't take action because of fear, but not, have not even thought about, well, what is the worst case scenario? And it's funny, yeah. Bonnie, that you say that single wide or double wide, because I always think like the, the, the worst case is not homelessness, right? The worst case, I got to go live with my mother-in-law and yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? So yep. that's bad, but it's not that bad. You right, know what I right. mean? And yep. so, because in order for me to be homeless, like I would have to, I would not, I don't know I have to fail. Like I would have to fail personally and morally and with my family. Mm -hmm. And I think it's right. helpful for me to play that out because I realize, like, okay, I'm actually am more free to take more risks than I realize. Yes. I just am fearful of probably not what's going to happen to me and my family. I'm probably more fearful of what people are going to think of me and my right. reputation mm -hmm. if this fails. Does that make yeah. sense? Uh, I, that's spot on. That is great. That's spot on, Alice. Yeah. And I hope my mother-in-law is not listening to this because she's a fantastic host. <laughs> and I love actually going and spend time with them. She knows but, you, you know, love we, we her. She knows you love her. Yeah, you, we all got our timers and I, so I mean, mainly mean for her like they probably get yeah, sick yeah, of me right, after sure, about sure. day seven they're like all right <laughs> you know yeah. they can stay but you gotta go anyways i think that's really good well listen guys the interview's not over but i do want to take a minute and just pray for us because i think we're th that's something i want to lift up i feel like there's someone listening who who is in that situation maybe multiple people who 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 are ready to take something a big leap of faith but but fear is there so let me just pray for us god i I stop and pray and ask that you um, would would bless our listeners. You would bless us, God, with faith. Think about the the man in the scriptures where he came and said, "Jesus, I um, I, I have faith, but help my own." You know, I pray for my I pray for more faith or help my unbelief. I believe, but help my unbelief. Mm. And I know a lot of us believe, but maybe you're calling us into deeper waters, into to bigger to to bigger goals, uh, or just maybe a complete pivot. And so, God, I pray even now this would be a moment where someone would realize that this is not us speaking god this is you speaking to them that 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 we're being the mouthpiece of christ to say that i'm with you and i love you and i'm here for you and uh, i've prepared a way for you and good works for you and so we just speak words of life over the staples and our listeners in jesus name amen it gets uh, kind of lost my train of thought here but i uh i want to ask you guys i want to kind of pivot into the multifamily space. I heard, uh, listen to a book right now called Mind Shift by Erwin McManus. And I know we've, we've got a chance to hear him together, but his book just dropped yesterday and he, I listened to an audio. And one of the things he says, questions he get asked a lot is like, you know, I forget how old he is now. He's 50 or 60. And he, he always wants to know, people want to know like what he wish he knew at 21. And he's like, that question used to irritate me, but he's like, what, what, what I realized, what people are really asking is like, what, what do you see now that you didn't see then? And I want to ask you guys that in particular to multifamily, you're nine years in, we are in not arguably, absolutely the hardest time in mm -hmm. multifamily since the jobs act happened in 2012, which is when most of us got into this business. What do you think you have eyes to see about this space and about syndication in general that maybe you didn't have, you didn't see? 
when you got into this? What comes to mind? You know, I, I would just say, you know, the opportunity that, that is really there. I mean, you know, when you first start, it's very difficult to get started in the game, right? Because, you know, you're dealing with big numbers that you're not normally used to dealing with. Most people aren't, you know, okay, great. I bought a house, that house, you know, maybe in California, they are on houses, but in Texas, you know, they're at $400,000 houses, right? And now all of a sudden you're buying a, a multi-million dollar complex, so I, I think I think some of that struggle, and as you do it and you get more experience, you, you get more comfortable with it. But I think what you know we're seeing now uh, in the current market we're in is that there are you know a, it's kind of like the winter season where they're kind of swipe you know swiping it clean and resetting the market again for us on a lot of properties that are going to be a, a good opportunity for people to buy whether they want to hold them five years or ten years that's the thing I think we're seeing right now and it, which makes it a, a great opportunity to, to, to jump in on multifamily, but it could be in a lot of different ways of commercial real estate. Uh, and, and the other thing that I've learned is, you know, obviously you time it a little bit, you don't want to jump in too early, but when you see things crashing, even the market crashing, that's the time to not sell out of the market, but jump into the market. The same with, you know, with commercial real estate. And uh, so I, I just think it's going to be here in the next six months, there's going to be so many opportunities for really good deals for people to jump in, whether that be small deals to just get started to, you know, a, a nicer, bigger asset, depending on where you sit in the kind of the food chain. But Bonnie, hold, don't forget your answer because I want to hear too got what, what you have eyes to see. But, you know, you, when you say, Carrie, that, you know, it makes me think of who that makes me think of is, is people who are currently in the business who are probably really discouraged about where some of their properties are at and thinking like, I kind of just want to walk away. And I think about how like, and to call, to remember how excited you were to get into this business when things were going mm -hmm. up and you were excited to make it work. It's going to be hard and you may even lose in the next little bit. But to your point, Carrie, you're so right. Like and I was just talking with a really big lender today. It's like the market really is resetting. The cap rates mm -hmm. are completely washed out. Things mm -hmm. are completely resetting and to your point the the type of returns that were possible seven eight nine years ago were have not been possible as of recent because you know well i guess with some of the crazy valuations but that wasn't real right we're talking about right. real cash on cash real fundamentals it's very likely we kind of get back to that because of how fast things have reset and i just it's a good reminder i think for someone who's been in this maybe a couple of years to realize how much more you know than most people on the planet about yep. multifamily and yep. to not give up too early because you have a failure. It's like you got to push through that and realize the best years, like where things are resetting. Like if you were going to get into multifamily two years ago, you definitely want to get into it two years from now, you know? And so yep. I just think. Yeah. I, I hear, and even myself, I have to admit, like there's discouragement because of how tough it is. And, I, and I've, I'm hearing distress. There's a lot of things, you know, people are out of money. And if you're in class C properties, you're definitely out of money because yeah. most people in class B and class A properties, now that agency loans will start requiring people to reserve for rate caps, they're out of money. So like everyone's out of money right now. And so my point is, I know this is happening in a massive way and massive numbers. And a lot of our listeners, I know it's got to be folks listening to that. And just a reminder, you know more. And even if you're dealing with things that are struggling right now, you will come out of this knowing more than 99% of people on the planet about an asset class and industry. And if you don't give up, 
it's going to make you really, really valuable. Absolutely. Yeah. That, and that's what I was just telling Bonnie before we got on here, this opportunity of this struggles and stress and this economy, the uh, economy that we're going through right now is just sharpening us. And, and it's going to, you know, give us to your point insight that so many other people do not have on as we go through this. It's, teaching you to look at every little nook and crabby on, on how the lending is working, you know, learning more about cap rates, digging into everything to figure out how to make this work, which means you are more educated than you ever thought because of everything you had to go through during this time. So I, 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 I think that's spot on for sure. Yeah. And, and we continue, I mean, although we've been doing it for nine years, we continue to learn something new every day. And that's really, we really do. And yesterday I was talking to our insurance agent. I was like, Oh my goodness, I just learned something new, you know, just about the timing of your, when you're selling something and when, when your renewals come due, you know? So, um, but one of the things that I have to remind myself of very often and I learned this at the David Green conference when we went to David Green's um, uh, Hobby Lobby and is reminding myself that we are just a steward of what's going on right here. Right. So, you know, we've been we've been put in charge of these multifamily properties. Right. Yet we're we're just a steward of that. It's really God's. And, we, you know, that's what we just have to remind ourselves and making sure that we're following his guidance on what our next step is. Right. Because. Um, so many times, especially as entrepreneurs, and we get all gung ho and excited, we get up and we hit the 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 floor running, you know, to to do our next action steps, and we really need to pause for a second and make sure that we're in alignment with what what God has us to do. And um, even as a, a coach coaching younger. Um, you know, sponsors that are trying to get into multifamily, you know, always try to guide them on following peace, you know, always want to follow peace because we can get so excited. I know when we first got into multifamily, you know, there's so many people out there that want to say, oh, come with me, you know, join my team, come with my team. And you you really need to explore that really well and make sure that you're number one, lining yourself with someone that you you have uh, the same, you know, morals and values and, and business uh, beliefs and how you're going to run your business. Number one, that's so critical. Um, but just always follow peace, you know, always follow peace with that, you know, and don't try to get ahead of that. And because sometimes we get anxious to say, oh, I want to get my first deal, or I want to get my second deal, or I want to get, my... no, slow down a bit, because you'll, you'll, you'll know when it's the right time to, to move that forward. But in the meantime, continue to educate yourself, continuing to do what's right um, in what you have been put you know, in charge of what, what, what you are a steward of today. She, she's talking mainly to me, Ellis. I, I was gung ho, wanting to jump in with a bunch of people, and uh, and God blessed us, and 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 didn't allow it to happen, and 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 others did, and it was a disaster for some other people. Sure. So that you know, it, it's just you know, you want to get going, you want to you want to take some action, and and so I, that's where you know I think that's a good balance between. Me, me and Bonnie too is I'm uh, probably a little more aggressive and let's go 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 and she's like nope let's let's make sure we're, we're you know we're, we're covering yeah. all our bases here. Man, if there's anything I think I've learned this season is that like I am the biggest like I, I it, you know my favorite quote is like with action comes clarity you know mm -hmm. like that's what I'm knowing. My <laughs> wife's like if Ellis is known for one quote what is it? it's like take action and clarity will come you know and it's like yeah. that's been my motto. But I'm in some things right now that that's gotten me in some trouble, right? Mm -hmm. And I look back, yeah. I'm like, well, what happened? And and I think the best way I can describe it is, you know, as I prayed, you know, it's one of those things that you know, I, I think the Lord laughs at me because 
wasn't long ago. I'm like, Lord, get us into this. And now I'm like, Lord, get us out of this. And he's probably thinking, bro, you changed your mind pretty quick. You know, like, what do you want? And I'm like, you know, so I'm even praying this. Like, I know, God, this is what you're thinking, but, you know, this is where we're at. And uh, I yeah. thought about, well, how did I get here in the first place? Because I know if I would have asked, you probably would have told me, you'd have probably given me wisdom. And I think the best way to describe that is if it feels like you have to, to move mountains yourself to make it happen, it's probably not from God. Doesn't mean you're not pushing. Doesn't, but if it feels, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think I've realized that like, it was just like, I'm going to make this happen no matter how many things come up against me. I'm going to get it done without ever asking the question or slowing down to be like, "Mm, what if I just took a breath for a moment to see what kind of falls around me? And I never, I never did that. And it's been a good lesson, right? To like learn how to push and take action at the same time walk with God and, and hear from God in, in all of this as well. Well, on, on that point, I mean, that, that's been kind of where I'm at this year, right? We haven't, we haven't bought uh, anything this year and it's because, you know, God just, you know, I, I'm praying to God saying, what's my next step? Should, should I continue in multifamily to your point earlier about the stress of the environment? Should we switch to something else and uh, do whatever? And then God, you know, just has been telling me through this year, Carrie, just be patient. I'll let you know when it's time to move. And and that's tough for me because I'm like you, I'm all about action. We got to, you know, so it's like, it's uh-huh. a battle for me <laughs> to constantly revert back to his arms and listen, as opposed to just trying to go, we got to go get something. So I, I think yeah. it's been a blessing and uh, or a blessing from him for that reason, because I mean, the market hasn't improved yet, and but we're starting to finally, you know, see some stuff. And, uh, and, and I think he'll reveal when that comes time for us both to, to start running again. Yeah, I want to wrap up here with this kind of final thought or final question for you guys is, you know, we met initially because we bought an asset, you know, a mile down the street from one another. And, uh-huh. you know, which in a lot of ways makes us competitors, right? And that we're, we competed for deals, we're competing for tenants, we're competing for resources. That's not been our relationship. You know, it's been very collaborative and we're seeking to help one another. I guess I would just love to hear y'all's um your advice for operators out there who really are, you know, trying to just, you know, figure it out, become as resourceful as it and do whatever it takes to keep properties going and, and preserve investor capital. And I think about just our collaboration together as has been a real insight for us. I mean, just what advice you would give to those if that's, hey, you know, if it's if it's learn a collaboration. I mean, th- that that's one that I, I'm thinking of that coming to mind is like, man, we mm-hmm. learned so much from one another. You know, if an operator's listening to this, you guys are experienced. I mean, talk about that. What are some other things you're doing? And maybe even talk about our collaboration on what folks can be doing actively today to be in front of all of this. In the yeah, so I, I was going to tell a little story. Um, this is when we we first got into uh, multifamily, and I think we probably we owned maybe two apartment complexes at that time. So Carrie was still in corporate America at that time. But I was going after a deal that was uh, like a couple of blocks away from our first deal that we were uh, we were we were in. And I was going after that deal and I got a call. We went to best and final. We did all of our stuff right and worked really hard on this deal. And I was like so excited. We're going to have this deal like just close to our first deal. Right. And I get the call from the broker and said, Bonnie, you didn't get it. You know, I'm like, oh, you know, so I was just heartbroken. 
Well, that night we went to just another real estate um, meeting and one of our friends came up to me and he, he punched me like this and he said, hey, neighbor. I said, what do you mean? Hey, neighbor. He said, I just won that deal. He won that deal that, that I was going after. I was like, you're kidding me because <laughs> I didn't know that. Right. And I said, you know what? I'm happy to know who is running, who's now going to be running that deal because it is, it's a collaboration thing because I know how he's going to run his asset and how we run our assets. And we're going to, we're going to elevate that area, mm -hmm. you know, so not, not to have someone that would might be a slumlord or bringing it down. Right. So, so that's, that's the beauty of, of having uh, collaboration with the other owners in the area and we can we can learn from each other you know that's a prime example is you know cvs across the street from walgreens they're right they're competitors but they're right there together because they 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 both they both bring in the business together and so i definitely believe that you know having people that you can collaborate with it not only helps you be a better operator um but it also can help you not make some horrible mistakes, right? So when you're able to collaborate and talk to other people about, hey, what did you do to when this happened? Or have you ever dealt with this kind of situation? How did you pivot through that? But to have those people in your life is, I think, is instrumental um, in everything that you're doing. And uh, we're all learning and we're all in this journey together, whether we're competitors or, or working on the same team. And, um, and you know, with Carrie and I, and I know you're the same way, Alice, you know, we're, we're here, we want to make an impact to our communities, you know, not only to the residents that are living there, but also to our staff, our property management companies, and then also our peers, which, you know, us being peers to each other, you know, we're hoping that we're being an impact um, to everybody that's watching the story. And, you know, we always say, and we always pray this every time when we be, before we get on a stage is Lord, this is your stage. What do you want for the people to hear? You know, what are you wanting us? What is the message you want us to deliver today? So hopefully, you know, this has been a little bit of that. And I know Carrie wants to, to say some well, things as well. I, I was just going to say, you know, for me, it's, it's just about, for me, it comes down to serving. You know, if we serve each other, we're both going to be better off. You're, I'm going to help you with things that I know. You're going to help me with things you've learned in the pocket, which is what, you know, our collaboration has done, you know, Ellis, but, you know, even on our very first deal that we did, we, we went over to the neighboring property and talked to the owner and, and, you know, worked together with him. Cause it, as you start to collaborate with each other in the, in the pocket where your properties are, and you don't look at the neighboring properties, your competition, you look at, Hey, we want to uplift this whole area. So everyone wants to move here. And if I don't have a two bedroom and I send them over to you, because I know you're taking good care of the tenants as well everyone's going to want to live in that little pocket because we're all working together to make sure. And, but that's where people, I think, get misconstrued and they start thinking about this is my building. I got to be. And, and no, when you start serving the community, you start serving your residents, you start serving your investors, you start serving the other owners in the area. They all want to work with you. And, and it's just a better environment for everyone. And it, and it becomes a better product for you know, and for everyone in that little pocket to make, you know, to do better for their investors and and and, and for the community and for the, their residents. So that, that would be my tip is just, you know, don't, don't focus so much on, you know, your business. You know, it's like, you know, as, as Jesus says on everything, it's about serving. And when you serve, it's amazing what, what you get in return. I feel like this is one of those episodes, like, I want to go back and listen to, <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, <laughs> there are just so many good nuggets. <laughs> 
um yeah i'm incredibly grateful to have met you guys and you know and and kind of getting through this together and i do feel you know i feel like i'm going to title this show something about adversity and multifamily because i want to i want to bring in those who have adversity right now in this space because i feel like we're not on an island right like there this has been it's what i've loved about this space so much it's very collaborative and you know we know this is that in order to even go do take on bigger deals like we've all partnered or co-partnered on stuff because that's what it takes to um that's why we love this space like it's like it's that frontier for it's the non-corporate non-vc frontier where folks Mm -hmm. you know like us that were maybe middle class can actually do something significant from a financial perspective and help others and so for that reason it is very collaborative and and you know i want people to really lean into that and that in that regard and and find relationships like this in their market or etc like we have so uh really really thank you guys both for coming on and being open and sharing about your journey today absolutely i appreciate you having us on and uh and 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 the thing is you know i open it up if, if there's someone listening that wants to reach out and has some questions has a deal how would you handle it and just want you know my two cents on it again i'm i'm more than happy to just you know share the knowledge i do have uh you know up to this point in this space because uh i think it's important you know to be able to not hoard it and share and serve others so i i, I throw that out so let's talk about that. Staplesmultifamily.com is your website. Staples, S-T-A-P-L-E-S, multifamily.com. If you want to learn more about their company or if you want to invest or look at the deals that they have coming up, it must be a good one at whatever you're going to do next. If you haven't done one this year, that means whatever's next is going to be great, right? So you want That's to right. see that That's deal. Right. Exactly. Uh, but to follow up on that, Carrie, where, how can people reach out to you? Probably the best way is the staplesmultifamily.com. And um, there's also a link there that says, you know, join our network or whatever. And then and then we'll reach out. We also have um, there's a lot of information on our website. I mean, we're like Carrie says, you know, we just want to get as much information out there, you know, to help other people make a wise decision with what they're with, with what they're doing. Right. So um, that's really the best way to reach out and just click the link. And then um, we also have, um, you know, an ebook that they can request an ebook if they, they would like to, to, you know, learn more about either passive investment or, or even syndicating or, you know, whatever they're wanting to learn about, we can, we can give them a, a little tip, but like Carrie said, you know, we're just, we're, we're just happy to help people. Um, yeah. and, and mainly because there's, there's a lot out there, guys. There's a lot out there that's not so yeah. good, you know? And so you want to make sure that you get good, wise counsel and not, not that I'm told we're the total wise counsel, but you know what I'm saying? is like, you want to make sure that you do definitely do your due diligence before you invest with somebody or partner set with someone, make sure that, that you do your, um, your homework and, um, and, um, yeah, that make was, wise choices. That was the only thing I was going to say, make sure you're educated on whatever asset class you are investing in so that you're not just, because I've ne- Alice, I don't know if you've ever seen a deal presented to you that wasn't conservative underwriting and it was great returns. I mean, because why would they, you know, put it in front of you, right? So, so it's just make sure that you, as the investor, are educated and 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 know what you're looking at, so that you can make a your own judgment. Yeah, I would say it. like it's amazing how every deal I see is always a fifteen to eighteen percent IRR in a one point eight to two point one. I'm like, bro. dang. <laughs> like these things are just coming out of the factory at a 15, 18% IRR. I'm like, you're telling me you found a deal. Yeah. 
like everyone else did that came yeah. out the exact same return right. that is crazy so so, know, the, the, so the other the other yeah the other big one on that too is is uh is to get to know the sponsorship team or who you're investing with because you you know and what their track record is because it, it makes it you know it makes a difference on you know to your point it, are these numbers on paper or, or, or is this something they're truly going to be able to achieve and have they done it in the past for sure Guys, so grateful for you. Um, love knowing you. Wish you the best. StaplesMultifamily.com, guys. Go check out Carrie and Bonnie. Thank you so much. If you enjoyed this episode, folks who are listening, please share this. Take a screenshot. Post it on LinkedIn. Tag us. Tag me. Tag Carrie. Tag Bonnie. We'd love to connect with you over this episode, guys. It's a great way to get to know our guests by doing that and showing support for them as well. And uh, if you haven't already, please leave us a five-star review on Apple iTunes. Great before we see you next week, everybody. Thanks, Carrie and Bonnie. Thank you. I appreciate it. Hey, just because the show's over doesn't mean the journey is. Listen, if you are a faith-driven real estate professional or investor, then you'll want to go to thekingdomrei.com to learn about our mastermind. If you're interested in investing alongside me in alternative investments like multifamily apartment complexes, then head to ellishammond.com to learn more about that. Cheers. Cheers.